I love challenges. I think they're really great because if people are going to spend time with you, engaging with you, they're going to build that know, like, trust factor. They're going to know that you've got value to add. They're more likely to buy from you if they know what you do and how much value you give than if you're just sending them an email. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Great to have you joining us here on a Thursday. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I'm doing really well, Sam. How are you? Good. You froze there for a minute. I was very confused. (laughs) All good. No, I'm still here. I'm still here. I was like, you don't know your name? Oh, it's the tech, not you, per (laughs) se. I'm just going (laughs) to... rock back and forth in my chair here so I can see myself moving and work out when the screen is freezing and when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to you with uh, on Zencaster today, with uh, now with added video in Zencaster. Absolutely. We've got to try the tech because Zoom is just a headache plus. So we're giving <laughs> Zencaster a go today. <laughs> but we're talking about list growth strategies today. I think this is a popular topic for anyone that is in business because obviously we need to grow our list. Well, I say obviously, but there's still lots of people that I meet that don't have a list. How about you, Tim? Uh, I think so. I think we, um, you know, we have this, I guess, you know, this business, this known truth in business, right, that the money is in the list. And if you haven't heard that that saying, uh, learn it because the money definitely is in the list. And when you've got a, a big list of engaged contacts, your ability to sort of create money almost out of nothing is much better than if you don't. And what we're not, we're not talking about, this is your email list here, really. It's not your social media following and so on. Um, it's really how do you move people from your social media following into your email list? And it's a real indication of the level of engagement that those contacts now have with you. And so mm, mm. one of the strategies you definitely want to be thinking about as you build your marketing machine your marketing funnel is how do you move people off your social media or your tv or your radio or show or you know your print articles into your into your database and we're going to cover off what we got seven different strategies today seven strategies to building your list absolutely i think that it's really really important you know we've seen things happening With social media, you can lose your Facebook page or your profile at any time. You can have any of your social media platforms shut down. Things can happen. We could put a a post out and it might only reach a couple of people where with your list, you've got more opportunity to A, be able to reach those people and B, you're in control of your list. You own it where your social media platforms are not owned by you. So very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. I'd actually... um have been dealing with uh, one contact of mine who, um, through uh, one of my networking events, where uh, he's actually had his, his Facebook profile banned, so much so that his IP has been banned and uh, he can't even wow. create a new one now. So he's lost 
uh, and with no correspondence to it. He doesn't know why or what yeah. he's done wrong or anything like that. So, you know, and of course, trying to deal with uh, the machine that is Facebook to recover that channel for his business is, has been proven fruitless so far. Wow. Just think now, if that happened to you, how painful would that be? I've got a list and that would still be painful to me. That sounds exceptionally painful. All right. Let's jump in to our list growth strategies. Like Tim said, we've come up with seven. Uh, And number one is going to sound very obvious, but we're going to talk about how people get this one wrong, and that's offering a valuable lead magnet. And I'm going to say highlight the word here valuable yeah i was about to do the same sam if it's not <laughs> i think um we we make the mistake of thinking just having a lead magnet is it is enough uh, and it's mm-hmm. not it actually has to be something that um really gives someone real insight and traction on what is the the problem that they want to solve it's not just uh you know here are three things you could do today right you could probably get that off a blog post but if it's yeah. really sort of actionable strategies or something that in a lead magnet you're going to find far more people grab it and particularly if you get that subject that subject line right absolutely i remember one of my clients gary once said to me oh i realize i have a lead magnet that's not magnetic and doesn't attract leads and it was a really (laughs) great it was a really great moment for him to say oh now i understand what i've been doing wrong and we can laugh about it but it happens to so many people. You know, it's called a lead magnet because we want to attract leads to us. You know, if you're offering something that you've put together in in two seconds and it's exactly like Tim said, something you can grab on a blog post, then people aren't going to want to exchange an email address for that content. Yeah. But if you get it right, of course, it does attract those ideal leads for you, right? It really gets mm-hmm. people going, okay, that's a problem I want to solve and, and this is what I can do. Ironically, I was having a, a conversation on Clubhouse just last night on around offers and a lot of the conversation really focused on offers at different stages, but one of them was obviously, you know, you make an offer to someone with your lead magnet as well and it has to be kind of interesting enough. It has to be something potentially you can actually charge for. So mm-hmm, it might be mm-hmm. some templates, it might be a step-by-step guide, it might be a process those all things to me are fantastic lead magnets for building your list. And when you start putting those people out and go, you know, that's something I couldn't get easily elsewhere, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll jump in for that one. Thank you very much. Totally. There's one more thing that I want to cover off with this, uh, with lead magnets, and that's making sure that your lead magnet promotes something that leads to your paid programs so your lead magnet isn't an island it doesn't just sit out there on its own to attract leads people that join your email list that have downloaded your lead magnet are interested in that topic so if you don't have something that you're selling that is in alignment with that it doesn't really help so you do need to reverse engineer from your paid program and work backwards what are the problems that people have that lead them towards your program and how can you solve one little tiny piece of that problem? That's right. You know, offering a lead magnet for the step-by-step guide to doubling your business in the next six months um, isn't particularly relevant if you're a maverick counsellor. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's quite a, um, what's the word? That's quite an extreme example, but it's amazing how many people do have a problem with you know, having leading people down one path and then trying to sell something else. So it, it does need to be in alignment with yeah. your pay program. Absolutely. Okay, number two. 
Number two is to create content that aligns with that program and that lead magnet. So we're seeing that everything still needs to be in that same alignment. A lot of people get this piece wrong by having a lead magnet that isn't in alignment with their content. So to take your example from earlier, Tim, you know, uh, writing a, a an article on how to how to you know woo your wife every single day, and then offering the lead magnet on how to double your business. You want to make sure that your content your lead magnet and your paid program all align. Yep. One strategy that I uh, get my clients to do, Sam, is actually build content pillars. So pick Mm -hmm. two or three, four themes and then build a lead magnet around those themes. And so you'll have, you know, five or six pieces of content all related to a specific lead magnet. And if you want to introduce Mm -hmm. a new theme, have a new lead magnet related to that theme. Absolutely. And my clients do the same with their authority models. They have three pillars and everything leads off one of those three pillars, lead magnet, program, content, or actually I said that the wrong way around, content, lead magnet, program. Absolutely. (laughs) I do know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number three, and this is one that both you and I use quite extensively, and that's cross promotions. Mm, absolutely. This is a really, really great way to access new networks. And it works really well if you've got people that are offering a, a service that is different to what you're offering, but to a similar target market. Yeah. Now you can do this in a bunch of different ways. Obviously, running joint programs like we did last year with the KBLF program and sort of combining this. The other way to do it really effectively, again, if you've got a lead magnet, is getting your partners to share your lead magnet with their list as well. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's re- Obviously, it has to be relevant. It has to make your partner look good in the process um, mm-hmm. and not necessarily not step on their toes. But if you've got a really cool lead magnet, you've got a partner who has the same network you, that you have, has a, a similar message but doesn't do the same thing, you might be able to sort of add value to their network by sharing your lead magnets. And if you do that a few times a year, you know, potentially add you know, hundreds if not thousands of people into your list and vice versa, adding people from your list into their uh, networks as well. Absolutely. And another great way to do cross promotions is to promote that person um, in your Facebook groups or, you know, doing Facebook lives, doing small trainings, running masterclasses so that you're introducing that person to your network and then them offering a lead magnet that directly relates to the topic that they're talking about. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, the podcast swap. <laughs> if you've got the a, podcast if swap is one of my favourites. If you've got a podcast, absolutely invite people on and uh, and see whether they were interested in having you appear to their network as well. Exactly. So it's number three, cross promotions. Number four is pop-ups. Now, there are a lot of people that don't use pop-ups. Why do you think that is, Tim? Um, probably just because it starts to get into that tech space um, and, mm-hmm. and people don't necessarily, you know, like them or find them useful. I guess have a fear of interrupting people um, using pop-ups. Mm. And so pop-ups appear on your website. It's that you would have seen them. It's either a sort of full-screen takeover or a little thing that jumps out from the side and says, hey, while you're here, I thought you might like this particular resource. And getting mm-hmm. the timing, I think, of that right is a difficult thing. But like mm-hmm. all things marketing, we, we test and measure and we see what's going to get us the best opt-in rates for those pop-ups. But again, mm-hmm. just like our, our content, 
our pop-up needs to offer something that is of value and related mm-hmm. to the thing that people are there for. Absolutely. I find that people don't use them because they don't personally like them. And what I find around this is it usually means that they haven't found value in that because if I'm on someone's website and I'm really loving the content, I'm quite happy if a pop-up comes up for me to put my email address in. I think, oh, that's easy. It's popped up. It makes it super easy for me to get what I want. But if I'm on a website that is not offering value or I don't see the value in the content, then I'm not going to put my name in. So I feel like that people sort of think, oh, I don't like the pop-up rather than maybe I'm not getting value on this site. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. But look, all of these together, um, <laughs> why not use them all? Um, number, exactly. Number five, right? Um, when you're launching something, early access and bonuses. So, yeah, so offering a wait list um, for something's coming. So we're notifying our audience that something's coming soon go on the wait list, uh, offer some early access bonuses, offer some early access surprises so that people put their email address in before you've actually launched. Uh, I love this because so many people launch and it's just out of nowhere and, and you know, you're not creating that, that excitement that something's coming. This way people know that something's coming but they're also a warm list of people who have already said hey, I'm interested in what you're offering here. I'm interested enough in what you're about to launch that I'm going to put my email address in. Um, and they're the, they're the best kind of leads, warm leads towards something paid. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, look, if you, you know, again, try and use a combination of these things and you'll find that you'll get a few more people in. Uh, number six, uh, the number challenge. Six, this one's been quite challenge. popular over the last few years. I've seen lots of people running challenges and it's sort of like a mini course mm-hmm. more than anything else but I think the where people get stuck with challenges is is firstly not like just not knowing what to break out of their main program in order to teach so it might be a, mm-hmm. a three-day challenge a seven-day challenge a 21-day challenge I know Sam we were just talking about that last week how using yeah. a 21-day challenge or a 30-day challenge can be super effective in actually forming habits and behaviors that you'll want your eventual customers to continue. Um, mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on challenges? Look, I love challenges. I think they're really great because if people are going to spend time with you, you know, engaging with you, they're going to build that no like trust factor. They're going to know that you've got value to add. They're more likely to buy from you if they know what you do and how much value you give than if you're, you know, just sending them an email. It, Like you said before, Tim, it all works, but I think challenges are a really, really great way to create a highly engaged group of people. Yeah, absolutely, because they're starting to get, you know, they're starting to actually experience what it is you do. I think some of the other risks are here with challenges if you overcharge for it. You know, it's not mm-hmm. your main program. It's a real snippet mm-hmm. or or soundbite. Um, it could be just a five-minute video you send out each day for, you know, part of what you teach, um, mm-hmm. but not promoting it broadly enough or, or not giving it enough perceived value to start with. Ultimately, a challenge still needs to solve a problem for somebody, and if you're not mm. solving that problem, you know, you're not going to get people engaged with your challenge. Exactly what I was going to say. Make sure that you're offering some quick wins along the way. If people feel like they're not getting a quick win, then they will lose interest. 
Yeah. And, and think about gamifying a challenge as well. And so, mm. you know, here's a badge or here's a something when you get when you get 100 of whatever or 200 or, mm-hmm. or 500 um, of whatever the things or, you know, in your challenge depends, again, what it is that you're, you're teaching. Totally. A bit of swag. Absolutely. You know, it, uh, it makes it seem worthwhile. Right? There's something actually in it for something other than, you know, other than what they're actually, you know, building in the process. Totally. Now, number seven, number seven is one of my favourites, and I actually think this is potentially the most effective uh, means of building a list, possibly closely followed by, well, yeah, maybe closely followed by cross-promotion. Uh-huh. Okay. And that is using viral techniques to get the people who opt in for your thing to then share your thing with other people in their networks to get something greater. So when you're talking thing, you're talking some sort of content or lead magnet. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, usually it's a content or lead magnet, right? So if you've got a uh, – let me let me pick something that I have used and, and plan to use again in, in 2021. Um, so it might be a step-by-step roadmap on mm-hmm. how to build a particular automation to grow your referral partner base mm-hmm. or something, okay? Now, the thing you opt in for is just the map itself, okay? It's the, okay. It's the instructions on how to build it, okay? The upsell, I guess, is if you share this roadmap with five people or share this link with five people to get this roadmap, we will give you the done-for-you campaign and all the copy that goes with it. Uh-huh. Okay, so and, of course, when those people opt in for the roadmap, they get the opportunity to upgrade to the you know something greater and mm-hmm. then they share it on and so on and so forth okay mm, so something right. that's highly valuable that makes people want to share it that's right okay and you might even do a second tier which is if you now share it with 10 people you'll get invited to an exclusive you know masterclass or mm-hmm, group mm-hmm. training session as well all right so you know those sorts of things can be super effective and again the I guess the the trick or the the strategy is to make sure that it's a really highly targeted offer. The upgrades, if you will, are again related to the original offer and of perceived value, um, so that someone who is opting in is going to say, "Yep, I want that." Oh, and that looks really cool. That's just just out of reach unless I do a couple of things. Okay, I'll go and do those, and that one's just out of reach as well. Okay, and you can actually start to kind of really build your your list really quickly because it starts to work on top of itself mm. as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it. So let's recap these. We've got number one, create a valuable lead magnet, something that is magnetic and attracts leads. Number two, creating a content that aligns with your lead magnet. So something like a Facebook Live that you're offering your lead magnet on the end so that you're moving people from one piece of content to your list. Number three, cross promotions. Um, great way to access new networks. Number four, pop-ups. Again, a great way to get people back to your site. Number five, offering early access and bonuses when you're about to launch your new program. Number six, offering a challenge. And number seven, creating a viral share. Okay. Now, get it right. We've definitely suggest using all of them. Uh-huh, <laughs> absolutely. It's interesting how many of these, Sam, actually are very reliant on number one. 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If, if you're creating that valuable lead magnet up front, it is the foundation of all of your list building strategies. Totally. So definitely go out, You pick one of these, uh, make sure that you're implementing it this week, start to move people from your social platforms onto your list, people that are in your audience onto your list, because as Tim said right at the beginning of the episode, the money is in your list and that's definitely something that I also 100% agree with. Okay. Hey guys, if you've uh, enjoyed today's episode, please jump on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. You'll find this episode and all the others. We'd love to get your thoughts. Which strategies are you using? Which strategies have you found effective before? Which strategies haven't you found effective before? Um, Of course, there's all the other episodes as well. You can jump into the conversation on those and meet a bunch of really awesome entrepreneurs and potentially find some JV partners who you could cross-promote your lead fungus with uh, in that community as well. Um, Of course, you'll find this episode and on all good podcasting channels. Please like, share, comment, and do all the fun stuff that uh, lets people know uh, how much you've enjoyed listening to us today. And stay tuned for future episodes. Sam, you'll be back next Monday with another fantastic guest. Absolutely. You'll see me back on uh, every Thursday uh, where we jump onto the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thanks again for joining us today. Ciao, ciao. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.